You ever have that favorite movie that you find a way to work a quote into a conversation or you answer only with movie quotes? You have a buddy that you can have an entire conversation with nothing but movie quotes? Does watching a movie remind you of a certain time or place in your life? Well then, this is for you. If you said no, well then, wow. You need to start living or being a little more honest with yourself. Anyhow, sit back and enjoy if you think you hate it now. Souvenirs, party tricks. That's the best I got for a line out of Top Secret. What funny dog poo. <laughs> you got your phony dog poo, yeah. Yeah, the movie. The movie is Top Secret. Top Secret. One of the best Zucker Brother movies ever seen. In case you've never seen it, definitely watch this. But oh. there's a bigger reason behind what, why we're doing what we're doing, and that is because... <laughs> <laughs> We're doing kind of a run of Val Kilmer films because we grew up on these. We really did. Before oh, yeah. Iceman ever showed up, there was Val Kilmer, the funny guy, whether it was this, whether it was real genius, you know, you can go oh, on wow. and on. So we just decided it's time to cover a few of these. And first off, before we really get into the movie, <laughs> I just want to say, you know exactly where I'm going, don't you? I don't have any idea. I'm just still laughing. <laughs> Go ahead, get it out. I'm thinking like three, maybe four back to back Val Kilmer hits. Uh, Val Kilmer Jubilee, if you will. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Parnell. <laughs> Just a little, you know, Good Morning Vietnam rolled in with you know, <laughs> Harry <laughs> Ray Conniff Classics. Yeah, sorry, that's where my well, mind was at. It was running. No, actually, down that road. Re it relates exactly to where I was going because I'm trying and to. Thank you for the Chris Parnell uh, uh, compliment. And Thank you. Anytime I can throw in that drop in, I will. And because I was thinking of the AM radio, Chris Parnell for oh, Hot yes. Rod, the movie, oh, Rod. Yes, which we're going to well. have to cover sometime soon. We haven't covered Hot Rod yet, have we? It's, I don't think we have. If, I don't. If we have, we don't remember it. So it's time to do it again. I don't it's think time to. Yeah. And that's <clears throat> definitely got to be on the list. But let's get through the run of Val Kilmer stuff first. Oh, yeah. Now, back to the topic. That, yeah. That being said, we drove off in ditch after already like wheels flying seconds. off in the ditch. Yeah. Is that a new record there? <laughs> got to be some kind of record. Well, I actually, I just wanted to, I'm not going to issue an apology, but rather an explanation for both of you listeners out there. You know who you are. Yeah. We've been gone for a while. Life gets in the way sometimes. You're in Florida. I'm in Nevada. Everything is going on in our lives right now. So we just, this was lowest on the list of priorities. So we're getting back into it. Well, Forgive you can't us. miss us if we're always there. Well, Seriously. that's. You know, True. I mean, and also, I, I just want to, you know, say much like the teacher in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, <laughs> have a heart. Have a heart. <laughs> yeah, we're dusting the cobwebs off here. Now, are they still going to be there at the end? Yeah, God, probably. So. But we're sweeping as we go. Oh, nice. So sweep that and said, clear and clear. Sweep and clear. I think I pretty much just said everything that could possibly be on my mind today. I'm done. It's Labor Day. Wow, that's Fuck it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and we've peaked already. Thanks for stopping by, folks. We appreciate it. Again, <laughs> top secret. Uh, it's such a secret. We haven't even watched it yet, so enjoy. Oh, but the opening sequence is going right now. You don't oh, really know oh, what's God. going on. The train, you've got the German guy standing on it with the overpass approaching him <laughs> right through it. 
<laughs> and you know, so yeah, opening scene. I, it never really hit me until the last time I watched this that that the spy dude on the train fighting in the trench coat is is Omar Sharif, like one of the more classically trained actors of all time. <laughs> like, I think, like I think Lawrence for... of Arabia and Doctor Shivago and oh yeah, you know <laughs> some of these but things. I... <laughs> I believe a lot of guys, when they hit this point in their career where they really have carte blanche, can they they have a lot of fun when they can just go and dick off, basically. They don't actually have to put yeah. any work into this. I can just go and deliver straight lines, or rather <laughs> deliver funny yeah. lines as a straight yeah. guy. You know, it's, it's much like, well, this is Zucker Brothers. So it's the exact same thing they did with Peter Graves in Airplane. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Robert never, Stack and everybody. In oh, yeah. Yeah. I never noticed this before, though. When the, the German guy pulls up on his motorcycle, he hitches it to the <laughs> yeah. rail like it's Dude, a horse. I noticed, I noticed that today, too, for the first time. <laughs> I was like, that's freaking hilarious. I well, never that's, caught that's that. The beauty, the true beauty of a Zucker Brothers movie is as you go through it, you can watch it 500 times. Oh. Set it away for a year, come back, watch it, and you're still going to find something new in the background. And that was because that ties in so well. I know I'm, we're going to skip around a little bit, but like there's a point in the movie when they're running away from somebody and they run outside and there's all these bikes lined up and they're like, yeah, yeah. The, the bikes all like rear up and run away like horses. Yeah. You know? um, the, the find him and kill him stamp. I want that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just going to say where he stamps he's, it. <laughs> he's searching for something, you know, he's like, mm, <laughs> find and kill. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would have, I wish they would have shown some of the stamps that were sitting there. Like, you know, that beat, would have been beat terribly, absolutely. find and kill, uh, let go away or something. You know, that would have been hilarious because I, I missed that stamp thing, too. The last time I watched yeah. this movie was like the stamp he finds. And sends the guy find him and kill him. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh. It just happened to be there. Yeah, precisely. That's how often they use it. Like, just gonna, I'm just going to speed this up. I'm going to make a stamp for find him and kill him. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> well. <laughs> this this is something that clearly happens a lot. So exactly. they need a stamp. Oh, and they just pulled out Nick Rivers' greatest hits. Uh, Nick Rivers. That yeah. Mean, it, yeah. Now, when they show skeet surfing at the beginning, I got to tell you, this is one of my favorite sequences of all time because <laughs> it takes some serious dexterity to be able to, and balance, to be able to get up on a surfboard and hold a rifle, even if it is just for a movie. Oh, dude, it's impressive. It's really impressive. You know, hold, and, a, and hold a shotgun up. Just how ludicrous it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm watching it last... I watched it just earlier this morning, and I'm like, what in the hell? Who thinks of skeet surfing? You know, um, and then they show his other hits. It's like, skeet you or this, and uh, he has a duet with somebody about... Tammy Wynette. Yeah. yeah, Tammy Wynette, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, well, then... So I'm thinking, like, wow, there's going to be dead people everywhere. And then they start... They're showing the the scene of all the skeet shooting and there's the umbrella gets shot off and the plane the goes airplane down, and going down. I was like, Oh, that's even better that they acknowledge just how ridiculous the, the it two is. boobs buried in the sand. Oh yeah. I love that. <laughs> I think everybody, I'm pretty sure chicks are like, yeah, that was kind of hot dude. When you go to IMDB, that's the very first picture. Uh, says photographs. There's 353 oh, pictures for I, top secret. The I, very first one is Hootie McBoob. With the holes in the sand. Yeah. I saw that. And <laughs> since since we're on the topic, go ahead, get your singing voice ready because we have to do it. I am D. All right, that's done. 
Okay. We should record that. We really should. We should send it into them just so they can sue us. If you don't send us money, we will keep doing this. Yes. <laughs> it's like we got John Caparillo for our lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, send us some cash or we're going to do shit like do this. this. More and something. Damn it. <laughs> That's really what was in my head. It was Cap is our lawyer. Caparillo lawyer <laughs> Yeah, and um, usually I do something to, uh, you know, kind of be a tribute to the the episode that we're doing right now. I have nothing that's top secret or related, so I went with another movie, and I actually have my, it looks like a Tommy Hilfiger shirt, but oh, instead yes. it says Tommy Want Wingy. So, so we have to, we so have to do Tommy Boy sometime here soon. Didn't we? Yeah, but the company I we need to discuss this with the company I got this shirt from because they've got tons and tons of movie shirts and they should be seen on us since well this is what we do affirmative and if I sound desperate it's because I am well you you embrace it so well that you really take it to a new level it's really impressive well it's easy to conjure when you have four cups of coffee in you. I'm jacked. <laughs> Shaking like a dog shitting beet seeds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like a dog shitting tax. Uh, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> Sorry, shitting rocks. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have hit like five movies and we're still in the first, what, 10 minutes? Maybe. It seems longer. Um, Sorry, folks. Well, pretty much every moment spent with you, it does. <laughs> it really counts. Yeah. It's, it's- like- it's a close to a dog year equivalent. I think. Yeah, exactly. Every moment is like a lifetime in prison. <laughs> and not in a good way. This, no, in this prison, time yeah. stands still when we're together? No. Oh, it's just me. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> now, Val doing the painting on the train just mm. absolutely gets me every time I watch it because there's, it's everything just speeding by. Yeah, it's all blurred and he's touching it up and I think... Oh, dude. Yeah. I just, so yeah, they, I love the whole thing that they're planning some big scheme, the Germans. So they bring over um, a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, bunch of singers American and rock artists uh, yeah, yeah. from all over the place. I don't remember who they were supposed to get originally instead of him, but they canceled. So they had to get Nick Rivers instead to well, come to their music fest. Zucker brothers were extremely good at doing political commentary in a mm. really, really hilarious way. Phenomenal. And and this, you know, has to show the sleight of hand. We're doing <laughs> something over here, but we want you to look at this and not see what we're doing over yes. here. Yeah. You need and, our purposes. You serve yes. our needs. Yes. Yes. It's fantastic the way they did it. And it was done with pretty much everything. Of course, at that time, they made a lot of Ronald Reagan jokes. They were huge Reagan haters, mm-hmm. which they're not now, which is funny. But people's opinions change over time. And that's just how the world works. So we're we're right here at the train station, and there's so many great tricks that are going on here. Yeah, you you see, and it looks like the train is pulling off, and then it turns out it's just a loading dock on another train that's pulling off, taking and, off the other way. And you see the the guy chasing. Everything is just like this visual sleight of hand that's just fucking always with your brain. going on, always going on in the background. The guy that the dogs are barking at, like, where are they taking him? They're not taking him anywhere. Anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Again, not an inaccurate representation of what what happened in East Germany. He says something to him in German. He's like, what did you say? 
I put your name on the Montgomery Ward mailing list. Like, <laughs> like and, and you know, now nobody I knows wish, what the hell that even means. Like the what? <laughs> I wish it was still around because we'd do it just for fun. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Some people are like, the hell's Montgomery Ward? Yeah, Don't worry I mean, about it. You didn't suffer through it. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Deal with it. <laughs> but I can see it right now. I mean, our buddy Mater getting the Montgomery Ward catalog going, you guys are dicks. Guys Ooh, this is nice. Yeah. It's sort of like the kind of the uppity J.C. Whitney, you know? <laughs> exactly. But with fewer auto parts. <laughs> Way fewer auto parts and more, I don't know, GMEs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Got another movie reference today. <laughs> we are firing on all that's cylinders. How My we God. talk every day, though. That's just us. That's. I think I have a, like a list of shit on the wall. I can look up and be like, "Oh, I need a random reference for random clothing." Oh, I don't know, jammies. They had Yodas and shit on. No, yeah, just, yo. Well, yeah. do you ever do you ever watch on Motor Trend TV graveyard cars, the Mopar restores? Oh yeah, yeah, the maniacs in Eugene. Yeah, right? yeah. Mark yeah. Warman is. Always throwing 80s movie lines yes. out and wearing 80s movie shirts. Yes. Yeah. Quite Even heavily. though, yeah, he can be a little annoying sometimes <laughs> with people who have more money than him. A very, very jealous man. He's still talented in many ways. But incredibly talented restorer. But our kind of guy. This is this is the kind of guy who may even listen to our podcast. He doesn't. But he could. Um, <laughs> he could though. He could, I mean, but he could. Yeah, <laughs> I, but he I could almost guarantee. Yeah, but if the guy discovered it, he'd probably be like, "Yeah, I want to be a guest on it." Exactly. I think. Yeah, which I think would be we, fantastic because we we're we both go. Mopar muscle car guys. Uh huh. Now the the roadmap back on track. We're we're here at the roadmap, and it turns oh, into Pac Man. Yes. God, I love that. I totally forgotten about that. I'd yeah. laughed about it before, but I yeah, you're like kids the, really they, aren't going to understand like, it because the they haven't been exposed to pac-man but it's really relevant in 84 right when this came out i think yes yes 1984 so, yeah i'm i'm nine or ten years old when this comes out so yep yeah we're huge both huge impact on my what i thought was funny what i think is funny oh yeah and, it, sure. and really was this or real genius bell's first movie this was i believe that's okay uh, yeah I, I yeah. like the East German women's and, Olympic team. Oh, dude. Because it looks yes. just like the Revenge of the Nerds. It, 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 scene. <laughs> same color, everything. I have to agree. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, good. They did a fantastic job. I noticed that. But there. there's so much influence that comes out of all this. Between yeah, this it, and Airplane are two of the movies I first remember watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you we know. got the Nutcracker Suite coming up. I forgot about that. <laughs> That is one of, I'm not big on musicals. I'm just going to tell you this right away. Not huge on musicals, but the sequence where they go through the ballet and they've got all the male ballerinas with oh, the God. giant packages and the women are just <laughs> dancing off of Bouncing them. on them. It's one of the funniest <laughs> scenes in the world. And then, of course, in that same region of the movie, we've got him jumping up in the middle of East Germany and singing Tutti Frutti. Oh, yes. Of course, because he, of that, he uh, he's at that restaurant, you know, when he first meets Hillary, uh, one whose bosoms defy gravity, and and, they do. Uh, and the uh, the Mater D is trying, you know, going to bring up uh, Baron von what's his pants, and he thinks he's talking about him, so he jumps up and starts busting up. <laughs> <laughs> like, freaking classic. 
It's one of the most genius moments. And did you notice too when he he gets to the restaurant day, you know, like you know, you need a tie and jacket, we can fit you with one. So he goes in the back, and then the the German guys come in, and in the background, like he's getting like fully measured and tailored, like for a whole complete tuxedo. Oh, yeah, again, look in the background. <laughs> yeah, I specifically did that today because I'm like, wait a minute, I wonder what's yeah. going on in the back. And then I watched, and and that's what I, you know, Nick's in the back getting a instead of just the jacket and the tie, like they're literally measuring him out. There's he's, a sewing machine going. Yeah, because you notice he walks in in just a real kind of a nice looking silk shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still nicely dressed, but comes out in a tux. You know, nicely fitted, nice custom tux. <laughs> nicely yeah, like, fitted tux. Like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, who who would have thought this comic genius would turn into Iceman? Yeah, or Jim Morrison. Well, yes, and we do have to cover the doors, and I can't wait to go back and watch that because oh, dude, it's it will we'll really dive into this later in deep tracks and shallow thoughts we are going to go into that but the doors is another one of those groups that i couldn't get into when i was a kid Mm, that i came to appreciate how excellent they really were later in life yeah yeah we can we can get back to that later because right now i want to focus on the car being crushed (laughs) with the spy in it yeah it's the best part dude Again, and, we're, we're well, when it comes to the hotel room. You, yeah, that's the thing. You you think, okay, this is over. And then he shows up at the hotel room, and it's two feet, a face, and a crushed car around him. Perfectly built into it, like, hilariously. Oh, yeah, especially when, when she leans over in the antenna yeah. and comes honk, out. Honk, Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. Yeah. And, you know, and she's like, he's thirsty, so she takes some Hawaiian punch and uses the old school... Oil can, thank oil you. Can. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and then he's windshield wiper and, going and the <laughs> and Hawaiian punch of all things. Yeah, like what? <laughs> yeah, which I don't believe is even made anymore. I think it's illegal. Uh, it might be in a 1950s bomb shelter somewhere, probably glowing. But I, yeah, I don't think they even make it. <laughs> oh, it's too bad. Yes, yeah. it is too bad. It was the worst tasting stuff in the world, but it looked so, so good on they Roland Leong's funny car. Badass commercials too, man. Yes. You know? like, Oh yeah, where they just deck the guy. You yeah. got a Hawaiian punch. punch. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I'm all jacked up on 9,000 grams of sugar. That's why, dude. I just <laughs> have my fucking sugar frosted flakes and a big old thing of that and some tang. Good yeah. lord. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm like, woo! Vibrating jack. through walls. You know, of course I'm going to punch somebody. Like, I hope the mic actually picked that up. It got most of it. It was good. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that would make a comes... great uh, text tone, by the way. It's like, <laughs> awesome. I'll make sure to repeat. Actually, I was thinking Sam Kinison would be a really good text tone. Just the screen. Ooh. Say it! Say it! I think that would yes. be awesome. <laughs> That's it right there. That would be awesome. And last night, I, I did watch a little documentary on Netflix about Sam. It was really good. Oh, outstanding. I'll have to wander over yeah. and check that out. Yeah, it's mostly his brother Bill talking about him. And, of course, that you know Bill was his manager, so it was really good. Mm, yeah, yeah. But back to the topic Let's at see. hand, because Nick is about to get his flaming hog balls. Oh, your hog balls. He's <laughs> finding something. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's Now, that is a line we've actually used quite a bit. Yes. Yeah, here's your flaming hog balls, sir. Oh. You know, serving dinner or, you know, bringing somebody McDonald's or something in a bag. Here's your flaming <laughs> hog, hog balls. balls. Hey, what and, was the drink that they got? Like a rumple or um, 
Oh, I ordered, I ordered the 64 or something for you. It like eats through the glass. <laughs> yeah, just the glass just disintegrates. <laughs> I love her. The guy, there's no cork. It's a screw top. It's a screw top. And Before yeah. anybody knew what screw tops were, he pulls the screw top off, hands it to him to sniff. Yeah, he sniffs it, throws it back on the plate because he's watching <laughs> Hillary at the front door. But Oh, and we forgot his, his manager, too. Hi, Nick. I got a little sore throat. He has like a little microphone. <laughs> I just watched that scene as he's talking through the megaphone <laughs> that Sorry, guy we'll dinner. i don't uh, i don't know who that guy is but he's hilarious because he just reminds you it seems like there is a lot of films that have a guy with that exact same look he's that exact same cul-de-sac baldness you know he's just that guy yeah, yeah well he, he reminds me of the weird brother-in-law from arrested development oh yeah i'd say you know who I'm talking yeah, about, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah, that's what he reminds me of. It just immediately <laughs> pops into my head. So this uh, this movie, we're really doing almost a blow by blow because I <laughs> don't know all the lines out of it all that well, even though I love the film and I've seen it a million times. Well, dude, I just, just don't have it memorized by heart. It's so crammed with lines for one, but a lot of side gag stuff too. Oh, that, that is just like everywhere you just just, you just have to look in fact the wine is eating through the glass as we speak the rimple or whatever it's called i can't think of the name of it but yeah 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 just and it looks (sighs) like once it actually eats through the glass and rolls out it looks like fiberglass resin it does because you notice i watched for this this morning it's like bubbling and and then he walks in front of it actually and then they cut to whatever happens to it at the end uh, uh-huh. the glass and i was like oh that's what they did it so yeah, it's a really good little sleight of hand they did it there. is but i was i was specifically like watching for it and oh billy j mitchell is his his uh manager guy he's been in golden eye and never say never and superman and all kinds of crap. oh man that guy's been in everything yeah well uh, every movie needs a bald guy with a mustache totally he's just kind of like that weasley little shit yeah it's uh yeah every movie needs i love the dance here too so funny dude like especially where he you know <laughs> knocks it yeah does the heart sound with her teeth <laughs> and, and then like cracks, cracks an egg, egg and he's <laughs> dancing around it's like it's so funny because it's like well, you know, it's, I always laugh in movies when everybody just breaks out into dance because they somehow magically know it, you know, and that's exactly what they do here. And it's one of the most brilliant sequences in that it's an absurd dance, Did but everybody's too. taking it. So it's again, it's like Captain Over, yeah, you know, exactly. straight guy delivering funny lines. That's exactly what they're doing, only interpreted through dance. It's actually a pretty good dance, except for some of the weird parts, but like, you know, some of the stuff they do. Um, yeah, like flipping the hands up and the yeah, popping and the, clap, the, clap the cheeks. And the... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> Oval actually was a really, really good dancer. Definitely. Good singer. Good and, dancer. Yeah, and the reason the reason we decided to do the whole Val thing is simply because um, Prime just came out with the uh was it prime or i can't remember i think it was prime came out with the documentary on where he's at now oh yes and we you know found that he dealt with throat cancer now has to speak through a stoma which is a huge change for somebody who's been this vital in film for this long suddenly can't be yeah like what you really you talk and sing and so that's why you know we went to imdb and we're like well what's the first one top secret then right after that real genius then right after that top gun you're like holy crap 
That's like yeah. three. That's from eighty four to eighty six. You go from top secret to top gun, dude. Well, what the hell? Let's discuss Top Gun for a quick second here because Iceman really was a almost a background character that didn't have mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of important lines, but he was smart enough, even though he's a classically trained actor, he was smart enough to know that this was a huge catapult. Oh, yeah. Didn't have to say a heck of a lot. All he had to do is stand there and, the ice you man. know, say Iceman and hit the volleyball a little bit. And <laughs> it would project his career. Jump his teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a great part. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking at the, uh, again, the uh, filmography, you know, so 84, 86 Top Gun, 88 Willow. I loved him in, as Mad Mardigan in Willow. Great, great movie. Which I've not seen for probably oh, 30 years yeah, at least. At least. And then The Doors in 91, Thunderheart 92, which is great. Real McCoy 93. Thunderheart was the one done, the murder mystery done on the Indian Res, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a great film, too. It was a great movie. Graham Greene, I think. And then Tombstone 93, which I think Pinnacle. we all agree. If it was not for Doc in that movie, it would have just been one of the many thousands that have tried and failed. But I Kirk think. was fantastic as Wyatt, but he needed. He needed Doc, dude. He needed yeah, Doc. Right. There was no going. Kurt and Sam couldn't have carried it without Val. Nope. I totally agree, man. It just would not be the same. Cause... And that's a very, very large statement to say that, especially when you have guys mm. in that stratosphere of Kurt Russell and Sam Elliott, uh, that yeah. they still needed this guy here. So it really says a lot Completely. for... He can take a supporting character and make it the main character. Go right now on your phone. Like, like where heat. you get the where you get the gifs? Oh yeah, not not the peanut butter kind, the actual oh, okay. gifs. And type in Tombstone. Ninety percent of them are Doc mm-hmm. Holliday. Yep, they ain't Wyatt. Nope. Know, they sure as hell ain't Virgil. <laughs> I still got one good arm. Yeah, like that. Yeah. That's not probably going to cut it. <clears throat> so it shows how this guy went in as a supporting actor and really just stole the whole thing. <clears throat> oh but, yeah, can can you imagine when they first pitched in this movie? Like, obviously he was really young in his career, but you'd have to ask, like, you know, I think they said he was doing like some stage stage work, and that's where they saw him. And they're like, we need this guy for for Top Secret. But can you imagine, like, this is because your first big movie, really? Top Secret's <sighs> only one step removed from being a stage production. A hundred percent, well stated. Yeah, I would agree. Which. Um, it really like, couldn't yeah. have been that hard of a transition for him. And he's going to be pretty much the main guy, too. Like, there's not very many scenes where he's not in it. No. He is really right there through everything. Mm. Oh, I love watching the band play Tutti Frutti, especially Dude, at the end. Old the 90-year-old guy <laughs> breaking the Strat up against the amplifier. Dude, I had noticed that today, too. I was absolutely <laughs> howling. The old guy with the bass on his back, and he's on burr, burr, you know. Yeah, I was freaking howling laughing when the old guy just goes full Hendrix or whoever you, Pete Townsend, whoever you want to reference and just starts breaking the shit out of everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get through. You know, I mean, you think we're half an hour into this thing almost and we're, <laughs> we're, we're still in the movie. <laughs> part of the way through the movie. But credits are just stopping. Yeah. They, they throw him in jail. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to get to this part where, again, the bald cul-de-sac guy. Yeah, walks in. Ah, I've talked to everybody. Ah, talked to the UN. I've, I've talked to. I've been here nearly twenty minutes. Yeah, I can't get my wife to orgasm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he pulls out the anal intruder. 
Oh my god, this this scene hit me different today than it ever had before. I'm not entirely sure I want to know why. I don't know either. It was just like it, it was an edge of awkwardness to it, really. When I was like, <laughs> <clears throat> like what a con you know, what a topic for one. And then like literally when he pulls out the anal intruder. Well, it's like I love the couple on the box. A- christmas gift oh he completely shifts like he can't get out of there fast enough especially when he's you know <laughs> val's standing over by the in the corner of the cell where there's a cuisinart on the shelf of all things i've never <laughs> seen that before either i'm dying laughing the full look in the background cuisinart set up on the shelf and and his manager's over there looking at this anal intruder and pulls out like the fist and like, <laughs> Puts locks it on in. yeah Again, the same look as that 1980s commercial with the just kid got opening the, a gift. He got the freaking Red Rider BB gun, dude. Exactly what that guy looks like. And he can't mm-hmm. wait to go put his pants on and get the hell out the door. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, basically, like, basically, as soon as he gets the anal intruder, like, he's completely done. He's just yes. gone. Like, <laughs> the, but we continue the sleight of hand with the preacher <laughs> walking out, you know, the, the father <laughs> walking out of the cell, reading from the Bible. And then we realize he's the one going in the chair. Yeah. You'll you'll have to forgive my uh, <laughs> my throat clearing today. Please allow me to just state that right now because we're just dealing with fall allergies right now. But I love the pig Latin he's speaking. Oh, yeah. It is it's just one of the <laughs> most really hilarious. Like, things. It's all like Latin, like e pluribus unum. Like it's all. Like... Oh yeah, it's like he's basically just reading off the back of the dollar bill. Yeah, <laughs> is what you're seeing. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> And the German officer steps up behind and starts talking to Nick. And he basically just looks like an S&M dude. Oh, yes. The gloves, the whip, the hat, everything about him just says, I am down with this. And I listen to a lot of Judas Priest. (laughs) And I wear the costume. Yeah. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I love me some priests. Don't think I'd want to dress like Rob Halford, though. No, sir. Uh, Not not intentionally. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> oh, the, the uniforms are hilarious because they really went out of their way to make the bad guys look bad and somewhat kinky uh, mission accomplished yes yes and then nick finally finds the doctor in the cell next to oh us. dude i love when he's but going through all the different <laughs> having to find all the different passageways and winding up back oh out of the toilet out of the medicine cabinet like why there's a picture there's a crowbar hanging there there's a picture of share for some reason i have no for idea why reason <laughs> but the crowbar just conveniently hanging on the wall oh that's a handy yeah well yeah. and this was the time there was a 50 50 chance there could be a picture of greg allman there with her but it there wasn't <laughs> but I, was, I love that scene a lot when he's going through the all the different vents and stuff because like they slowly just I noticed it at the end of the day, and I don't know why I noticed it, but they just panned out enough to show you like the whole thing at once. And I thought it was just, I just liked how it was done. It was really weird. It was a really, actually a really nice shot. It was funny. But I, was like, I also I like when the doctor that. goes over to his oh, calendar God. and he's got the nudie calendar. Dude, that was the best. It was because the... <laughs> he's like, so it... serious. Well, yeah, and it's like, you know, we're used to seeing those for like steel chainsaws or snap on or whatever in the shop. Yeah, they don't even make like those anymore. Beakers and shit with a topless chick on it. I thought it was... <laughs> I'm like, damn, I could use those at work. It'd be awesome. Nobody'd appreciate Scientists it. Scientists are humans too. Totally, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking so magnet random. turns on and then oh yeah dang get away comes rolling in. i'm like wait a minute wouldn't that go to the submarine but it wouldn't be near as funny so <laughs> now it's sometimes you have to suspend your disbelief for the sake of comedy <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like the germans breaking in and they're all covering you know flagging each other with their rifle barrels it's like all right, oh yeah it's still funny <laughs> it's still totally we're not funny. looking for accuracy here i'm not even remotely no no <clears throat> and it only just crossed my mind that really yeah we're doing this for the val kilmer thing but there's really it comes later in the movie we're not going to give it away yet but there's really only one reason we're covering this film <laughs> and it has to do with a Ford product. I knew it, dude. I knew it. <laughs> of course. I so knew it. We, have, we wore out a VHS tape rewinding yes. that scene. That sound. Ting. Yeah. Just Ting. Uh, and uncontrollably laughing every time, too. And, and that's another thing that a lot of people, if they watched it, you know, say you were born after 85 or 90, you probably won't even get that. No, you would not. But when he starts singing, how silly can you get? And yes, that's <laughs> bad on purpose. All the signs in the crowd. Vilken Neek. Oh, Neek, two E's. N-E-E-K. Yes. And the chicks just losing their minds like this is the Beatles. And I love the stage props he has, too, with the railroad tracks and the noose and the oven. and <laughs> every, every reason. <clears throat> it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great it's a great performance. Again, I'm not the biggest musical fan, but this is how you do it. I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, where'd the band come from? Where's the backup singers been? Like and the mic stand just keeps yeah. telescoping oh, yeah. for like miles. You can actually see the center where it's, it's like, about to brrr. come apart. It's so funny. He's randomly pulling underwear out and throwing them. They're not throwing theirs at him. He's no, throwing I, his at her. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all the roles are reversed it's hilarious and i, I never why, caught yeah. until this moment where he does the spin around and actually knocks the mic oh yeah <laughs> that was probably not done on purpose i doubt it but they left it i'm sure and i, I'm I sure. think even when he comes into dr famon's lab and the the cage hits him on the head i don't think that was planned either i don't believe so but i don't believe so i love it's background singers. I never noticed those tacky plaid jackets. Aren't those the best? Look like they came right out of. Um, oh, they dressed. They could have been in some of. Uh, it came out of Woolworths. Well, Woolworths. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it came from. They could have you been buy in the Delta one of those, House you sit with, down those, with the snack with bar. Those, uh, you go home. Animal House. They could have been in the Delta House fraternity with those coats. Oh That's yes, yes, with Niedermeyer and yes, all those guys. <laughs> yeah. Let Niedermeyer do it. He's a sneaky little Ooh, shit, just shit like just like you. Just like you. <laughs> that line I use a lot. Point zero. Yeah. Fat, drunk, and stupid's no way to go through life. <laughs> use that one a lot, too. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> We're it's not bad. <laughs> We're on a completely different movie here, and I love it. It's glorious. That's what this is all about. Is... There's no rules here. Well, precisely. Thank goodness. If there was, yeah. I'd be like, who made these up? Yeah. That's that's how we use when we're talking. That's exactly how we use movie lines and as reference points for what we're trying to get across. Oftentimes, it's like a translation almost of like 
what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, that guy could have been the Delta house. Oh yeah. Shitty yeah. coat and all, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking though. I just now noticed for the first time, all these young girls losing their minds, crying, screaming. And then the one who looks a little more mature. Oh dude. Licking yeah. her lips. <laughs> yes. I noticed her this morning her as well. It's like, teeth. how are you doing? <laughs> it's only like that's, there's a bunch of girls screaming, and then there's a woman right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was doing something, I had it on, and I was cleaning her. You know, it, it feels like Sunday today, so it was like a little cleaning time, and I walked by, and I was like, how you doing? <laughs> I totally oh, yeah. got that woman in the audience. You, too. you expect awesome. the narrator's voice to come on and go, choose wisely, son. <laughs> but it wasn't her first concert that she'd been invited backstage. <laughs> I was like, good day. <laughs> by all means ask the guys at grand funk about her yeah, grand funk. <laughs> she's definitely a thin lizzie gal if i've ever seen one. Oh, sorry i never ever thought i would work grand funk in one of our conversations but here we are i didn't either and yet here we are <laughs> <laughs> i but i do like those guys I just Absolutely. don't listen to that much. No, I don't have like a, I don't have a playlist for sure. <laughs> yeah, they're not on any of my playlists. Oh, that's too funny. In fact, I think the last thing mine was updated with was some Pink Floyd. Post, post Roger Waters, Pink Floyd. Oh, harumph. <clears throat> yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Now they're shooing the bikes off. Oh yeah, I love it. And they're all taken off. The lights are even coming on. Yeah, they're they're rearing up. Lights come on. It's just. All the effort they had to go through to do that, that probably half the people miss, but there's like, oh, well, that's hilarious. Shoot the horses away. Well, there's this again is a test of how much you're looking in the background. So mm -hmm. they're sitting on the park bench. Oh, dude. And, yes, the pigeons. Oh, yes. The statue, the statue of a pigeon and guys fly up, land on it, and take a piss yeah. on it. One of the, because of course, you don't really want to see somebody dropping a deuce on one. No, but it's like, ah, the people are pooping on the pigeon. I get it, you sneaky bastards. But again, it's just all this effort in the background. It is. There's it's, it's, it's both like it's it's sight stuff and it's and it's quirky lines. I think that's the beautiful thing about it. Some of them just rely on only sight stuff, maybe mostly lines, but this has a, such a great mix of both that it's just it's just bombarding you the entire time. Oh, and I like the approach the Zucker brothers take. It's like, okay, you think we'd fit this many gags in? We're going to oh, fit yeah. more. Yeah, just hang on. Watch and learn, mister. Yeah. And if you don't notice it, great. Watch it again. You'll eventually find it. Yeah, that's the part. It. That's the part I really like is, is how many times you can watch it and catch something that A, you like, but B, that makes you laugh. Um again and you're like holy crap well this is probably going to be the most random reference yes even more than grand funk a movie called rustler's rhapsody which i believe was tom <laughs> berenger's first movie uh, yeah wow what a so and now we're uh yeah we're in the ditchiest of ditches well so when that when you have to look at what's going on in the background you know, the big shootout, and all of a sudden there's yeah. a cowboy in the background that grabs his nuts. Yes. Things like that. Because, <clears throat> let's face it, in real life, that probably happened. And get this, Maynard. Uh, the guy who played the uh, manager in this movie, with the little bald hair and the uh, mustache, was in Rustler's Rhapsody as the town doctor as well. 
Oh, you're kidding me. I shit you not. That's why I almost fell over backwards. Like, and Rustler's Rhapsody. I'm like, what the crap? Because I was I was reading through his filmography a while ago. And um, I was like, wait a minute. I think he was in Rustler's Rhapsody. He sure as hell was, 1985. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just a neat little trivia tidbit. The other good guy against, you know, who plays against Tom Berenger in that is actually Patrick Wayne. Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. And he was really good. <laughs> Yeah, he was actually. (laughs) Never quite became what the Duke was, but that's because you ain't the Duke. Yeah, and what a... God, that would have been sucking, I think. I probably would have gone into anything but acting. Yeah. Just me. Oh, yeah. It just, like, where do I even start? How how could I possibly fill these shoes? (laughs) Totally, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. There's several people from Rustler from um I'd... Top Secret in J- Jim Carter who plays like um he plays uh oh Deja Vu is also in Rustler's Rhapsody, dude. That's oh big damn. <laughs> Sorry. I just No, no. Reading through the list and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we get we we are though. We're, we're at a point in this movie where I think we need to focus for a moment because they've hit the library. Oh, dude, one of the most amazing scenes ever. Um, Absolutely. You the don't bookstore, get it. you mean? The yes, bookstore. the bookstore. Yeah. The library, the bookstore. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, first you know, off... First just, time you watch it, you don't notice what's going on. You don't. And then all of a sudden you're going, wait a minute, the dust just flew back onto that book. What is going on here? Kind of weird. And how did you put the book back on the ship? Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. They filmed the whole damn thing backwards. It's yeah. one of the greatest sequences, I think, of all time. It's so cool. I watched it because three times. Of the amount of work that they had to put in. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. Yeah, everybody's walking very strangely. She actually looks more normal than anybody. Yeah, totally. Like, okay, well, apparently backwards is... I'm not going to make that reference. There you go. (laughs) They they do defy gravity. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The tossing the books up onto the shelf is just... Awesome. Yeah. This sequence right here, I I always think we've hit the pinnacle. And yet I've seen this a million times. I know we're not there. But, you know... I can't help myself. But you're I like, get, why? Like, why did they go through all that stuff? <laughs> because they could scene, in the, the fire you know, pole. Oh, my God. No, yeah, back and it kind of Sliding. shakes weirdly, and then they go up the uh, up the pole. It's hilarious. And the dog runs back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of it's great. Yeah. It's, like, I got an idea. We're going to film an entire scene in reverse. Say, What? Yeah, I hope our listeners have watched this before, and I hope, honestly, I hope they're kind of starting to sit down and watch it as we talk, because it's either going to make it twice as annoying or twice as funny. Either way, we've done our job. 100%. As long as they watch it and get something out of it, or like, well, that was dumb, or I don't get it, or something, just get exposed to it and be like, yeah, oh, crap, that's awesome. Yeah, and they and then of course she has to get into her, you know, um, 
what is it like the blue lagoon like the brook shields thing oh yeah yeah that's their and story you know they were nigel <laughs> yes and he's <laughs> out in the ocean spearing bananas he, the, the, yeah exactly the ocean's bouncy and then she's like a, like a she has like the bamboo shopping cart and she's going through the forest with it <laughs> That's fantastic. <clears throat> yeah, it was beautiful. The little shed they build is pretty funny. With um, the working garage door, of yeah, course. Yeah, we, we you know we lashed it together with with uh, vines and spit and something else she says when she's talking about the things yeah. they built, which I thought was it hilarious. Basically winds up like a, you know, ranch house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, there's, and there's like a washer and dryer in the garage and a wooden bike and shit. I was looking at what was in the garage <laughs> when the door you came up. You have to pause on it. I did absolutely. I'm like, yeah, you have to. Oh my god! Otherwise, have, you uh, just can't take all those details. It's, in. it's like all the details they put into that. Like, hey, it's ridiculous that they built like a 1950s ranch house on this island somewhere with a and then the two of them making door. out, and there's like 18 hands on each of their. That was bodies. hilarious too. Like when at first I'm like, wait a minute, there's an extra arm, and then there's like just thousands of hands and legs and feet and <laughs> hairy legs. <clears throat> Yes, and Nigel looking on. like he's enjoying this way too much, which we <laughs> get to out. revisit later when the bull mounts the cow. And Nigel happens to be inside of there. Yeah, like when they, when we meet him now, too, like he's still dressed completely in his like island gear with puka shell necklace and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good old Nigel. <clears throat> oh, I don't know who that guy is or whatever became of him. I don't remember ever seeing him anywhere else in anything. I don't either, and I don't even care. It was and I'm he was totally, made to do this role, and that was it. Yeah, he probably teaches driver's ed somewhere. I don't know what, but yes. And we have the little horse, of course. <laughs> Forgive him; he's a little horse. <laughs> Which I think Mel Brooks revived that joke for Robin Hood Men in Tights. Also, I think so. You're right. You're right. Which have we covered Men in Tights yet? I don't know. Nope, we have not. Yeah. Well, that has to be on the list because, well, it's men in tights. Exactly. Yeah. Mando. <laughs> you got to be a man to wear tights. <laughs> I thought it was a bit drafty. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love that. Oh, the little German. I know a little German. He's oh, right over there. That part. I was waiting for that again today when I watched it. I was just like, this always made me laugh, but how ridiculous is it? It's completely ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that we meet the resistance members here. And of course, you know, it's okay. Is this World War II? Is this the French resistance? We don't know. That's Everybody's got a weird French name. It's just guys sort of more croissant. croissant and deja vu. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Haven't we met before? And of course, yeah. Nigel. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. oiled up and shit. I'm sure yeah, exactly. she had to change clothes after hugging him. <laughs> this is so wrong, dude. That hair, I almost—I oh. think I kind of want that wig. There you go. Though I might have to work out a little more. I don't know what you're going to do with the wig, but that's up to you. Well, I, Halloween is coming up. It is getting that time of year. Ooh, I got to start planning. Yeah. As we're moving along, I guess, oh, in the fight, I forgot about the fight in the restaurant. Oh yeah. Okay, so we're moving through. Oh, no, that's not the restaurant. I like the about the cafe playing, after they... Yeah, and they're playing foosball and shit. Oh, that's at their uh, their hideout, basically. The hideout. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. 
course we had to stop. I'm jumping around a little bit here. I'm actually fast forwarding. So if I, if I lose my timeline, why am I acting oh, like anybody would be surprised? We do this every day. Yeah. Yeah. It really is what it is. I wonder why they made the Germans with Chrome helmets. And of course, deja vu has to get right in front of the window. Like he's hiding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other guy just looks at him like, oh, you stupid like, son of uh, a bitch. Get over here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you notice too, everybody breaks out the glass. Of course, because that's, that's what, what we have to do. Even like when there's like one pain, like way across the other side, he goes over and <laughs> ah, I got to break this one. Cannon goes through the window. Yes. <laughs> the absurdity, it just never ends. Oh, and I love, dude. I love yeah. absurdity sledgehammer breaks on the window he's just like all right this is this is gonna happen like it's his personal battle i'm making this happen and the tic-tac-toe window was great too oh i loved it yeah the little circles and then squares (laughs) yeah i win (laughs) even blows off his pistol yeah but i haven't seen this scene of course i didn't i probably watched this maybe a month ago but it's yeah, you know, it's still been a month ago. Pretty much if it's been over five minutes ago, I've forgotten about it. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, yes, you. Yeah, well, that's it. I'm kind of like a goldfish. <laughs> yeah, so they're with the resistance, and yet somehow or no, they wind up in an American-type pizza pub. Well, you know, it's like they come in and they hang up their weapons on the coat rack, yeah. which I thought and was hilarious. Chicks walking around in poodle skirts and shit. Yeah, then they... Yeah, everything turns into like a 1950s diner pretty quick. Yeah, it's so strange. But that's kind of what we like about this whole deal is just the the absurdity of it. Well, yeah, because it does, it morphs through different times, I think, too. Like, is this like 1950s and 60s or like World War II or both or do who cares? Like, they're just. <laughs> yeah, we just don't they're know. Just, they're just winging it. I just love it. I love it. And he just falls in the resistance, too. I think it's hilarious. And the the one guy that comes in, I can't even remember what his name was, bursts through the door, you know, head. Oh, yeah. He's, stuff. he's, <laughs> he's coming always in. fucked up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Somebody has always just kicked the shit out of this no, guy. One time he comes in and he comes into the clubhouse and we're like, man, these these uh, these football games are getting carried away or something. They say and he's all bandaged up and shirts torn to shit. And basically yeah. the same thing. He looks like every time he comes into the scene, it's that. It's know. stir fried shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, the German girls recognize Nick. Yeah, Mel Torme. Yeah. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, people even in our age group would not know who Mel Torme was were it not yeah. for Night Court. Totally what I was Remember? thinking, dude. Totally. Mary Anderson. The, the Velvet Fog or whatever they called it. Yeah, like, I'd never really heard of Mel Torme until I watched Night Court. Yeah, and now Mel Torme jokes are... <laughs> One and a, you know, <laughs> they're everywhere. It was, it was so random. No, I'm, I'm Mel Torme. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Chevy Chase going up, ah, Victor Hugo. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Precisely. The U-Haul airplane. That one just cracks. Oh, me isn't up. that the best, dude? <laughs> it's just which they probably got away with with no consequences whatsoever. If you did that today. You'd, you know, U-Haul would probably pay you to have their logo in the movie. Yeah. But it's just so random. Like, either in Germany, so, or France, or wherever the hell they're at. <laughs> U-Haul, sure. <laughs> yeah, and they're floating down. 
in oh, their parachutes, and the lighting on them is perfect. She's like, "Oh, Nick," and he like comes back up. Comes back <laughs> up. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. <laughs> and then the freaking fireplace comes down behind him. <laughs> <laughs> this is just too good. Which oh, I forgot a part too that always cracked me up was when they're and this this goes back a little bit. Sorry to jump around. No, it's okay. at the they're at the bookstore and they're upstairs in the loft. And he's singing or something, and she hugs him really hard, like just totally smashes his guitar, all the shit. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> just crunch. Because it kind of has that sound too, like. <laughs> you know, like... <clears throat> it really makes me laugh. I almost had water come out my nose when I'm you sorry. did that. <laughs> don't, that... God, no! Don't ever apologize for it's making that, me laugh. It's, it's that freaking noise that makes, but yeah, I just love. <laughs> <sighs> it's it's one of those noises you made well for years. Thank you. Thank and you nobody much. else can make it exactly the same. <laughs> ah, something to be proud of. I'm going to have to update my resume. Yeah. They are outside whatever compound they're trying to break oh, in. in. The castle. Ah, yeah, yeah, and they're completely it. in the open. Like, <laughs> you're not even part spying. Of it, yeah. <laughs> he uses the, starts, the sledgehammer the to kill them. Kill the cricket. I love cricket. that, dude. <laughs> How did oh, and the cows <clears throat> jump through into the binoculars? Oh, it's another crazy? great Zucker great Brothers. Well, it's gag. like no pun intended. Well, they basically recycled that gag from Airplane when Robert Stack walked through the mirror. Oh yeah, true, very true at the house. Yeah, that's a just a recycled joke, and it's still hilarious this time. Love it. Their scale model is hilarious, even with Dude, the toy it starts, cows. Starts like drawing in the gravel with a stick, and the next thing you know. Yeah, where's the little toy cow? And then there's like the full scheme of like cars and the building and the whole shitteroo. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know how cows actually figured into this. And I realize <clears throat> cows are quite funny. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had the far side for all the years that we did. Cows are hilarious. Oh, but absolutely. How did cows factor into this? How did the Zucker brothers go, you know what this needs? More cows. That was I awkward silence. Well, I was just thinking about because how well I was watching today, how well this cow actually did. <laughs> like, a she she was okay wearing the cut off rubber boots around her feet. True, uh, and like peeked around the corners well, walked around really well. Uh, yeah, I thought I was like, wow, that's probably one of the better actors in the movie is the cow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just now noticed the dude picks up the back end of the cow and he's really holding on to one of the udder nipples. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a hold of it. Yeah, when they when they <clears throat> go in there, the cow with the boots on is quite funny. But good Lord, when the, when the oh. bull mounts it. Or the calf comes up. <laughs> Why is it such a bloody hurry? Like, just, just stay here. Like, just hold on a second. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then there's a freaking squatty old Hereford bull running around with these dairy cows. Well, if you remember, that was kind of the way they looked. <clears throat> well, totally. I mean, the, before the, cattle the, got tall, they the, used to the, actually be the quite Herford short. The is like completely accurate. It's just like you wouldn't have an old shitty Herford running around with the dairy cows. But anyways, I was laughing at that. I mean, he did mount that that dairy cow too, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> poor Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the things we do for entertainment. Oh man. <clears throat> but they got in with the cow. Now, where the guard fell off oh. and shattered, dude. I still, that is my first memory of this movie, is mm -hmm. seeing that in the theaters as a preview. If you remember, that was the previews. The guy yeah. falls off and shatters, like, yes, I need to see this movie. And oh, my parents, totally, of course, yeah. going, no, I don't think you need to see this movie. 
But, but it's like, yeah. He's ah. like, that's yeah. all you saw. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> oh. <clears throat> this promises to be hilarious. Yes, the calf just ran up. <laughs> 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 it's it's not funny until you see the look on Nigel's face. Oh, yeah. Why was this? Why are we always in such a bloody hurry? <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Every time it never mm. ceases being funny. Oh, that that whole and well, cracking, like, well, cracking the safe with the cow head on. Is just yeah, and like and it's like that's why I was like, this cow's a great actor. Like the cigarette, like the stethoscope thing in her ear. Like, <laughs> like oh my God! But, <laughs> yeah, they're actually what, oh, going way overboard on this, and I love it. The um earlier in this whole castle scene, too, one of the things that always sticks in my mind when I'm describing top secrets to somebody. Is when they cut through the fence and they're crawling through the grass. Oh, and they the come boots. up and there's there's just a pair of boots. Like, oh shit. And then they pan up and it's just a pair of boots. Just boots. Like, yeah, like, they see feet and you're like, oh yeah, shit, they're exactly. caught. Oh exactly. no, it's just boots. We're good. That, that is one of the things like I'm like, they're like, what's it like? I'm like, so they're like breaking into this building and they're crawling through the grass and they come up and yeah. see like a person standing there and they're like, Oh shit, we're busted. And then they zoom up and it's just a pair of boots, you know. Yep. Like so the the fight was also kind of brilliant too, where it turns into a wrestling match. So you got to tag in. Oh yeah, bar, totally. Yeah. La France. Yeah. <laughs> and the marching. And the boots the come flying off and boots yeah. flying off and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but this cow actually deserved probably credit in the yeah, movie. I think so too, man. Yeah, I was I just focused on that was for quite some good. reasons. I was dying laughing. Yeah, the smoking. The safe crack in the back and forth to the building. Um, <clears throat> and I love the painted black spots. Yes, totally. They look so <laughs> realistic. Yeah, the rubber boots on. Like, why would the cow have boots on? <laughs> Here's the herpin' I mean, bone. Because yeah. he's just oh, like, God. Eh? Yeah, poor Nigel's going to just really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> and then Nigel's walk afterwards is even Oh, funnier. dude, yeah, that is hilarious. Like serious damage like <laughs> yeah like what are we gonna do here oh uh, yeah i love it oh man and where are we at now or hour and 16 minutes my god i need stronger glasses hey it's okay it's called getting older it happens you know yeah it happens well i gotta wear reading glasses now that's the that's the worst part well luckily for you you don't read very much so you know, you got that going for you. I mean, I like some light reading. Famous Jewish <laughs> athletes, such things as like that. I was setting that up and you beat me to it, but I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you very little. I love that. Exactly. Oh, my oh. God. The movie lines are just never ending. The the Okay, the grabbing of the phone across the room oh. is still one of the better gags I've Definitely. ever seen. It's like, because it's like up close, so the phone looks massive. The guy walks over. It's still huge. <laughs> <laughs> we we all hope for that. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's what we want every woman to say to us. It's still huge. It's still huge. Hey, uh, man can wish, can he? How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's your story. You can tell it however you want. Precisely. <clears throat> Precisely. But they're running away. They're about to go. We got to get to the best scene here. Oh, dude. Yes. I think it's Chuck drive starts shooting at the boom blows track. yeah blows the front tire out <laughs> and there's a random Ford Pinto of all Ding. things 
a red Ford Pinto. <laughs> Barely touch it and it blows up. Oh. Just complete flames everywhere. Yeah. Ting. This is the entire reason for this movie right here. Is the we, And I don't know how many million times that we have referenced that exact part either. Or used to just hysterically laugh at. Oh yeah. I've sent that. I actually recorded that scene on my phone. And yes. sent it to my sister and she gets it. <laughs> like oh my god you're watching top secret again yes, how dare totally. you that's all you have to say that's the best part yeah so really we we have a responsibility to pass this on from generation to generation they need to know what happened with these i agree I, they I need we, to know uh, there was an explosion risk <laughs> with the ford pinto yes <laughs> it didn't help that they were kind of an absurd looking little car to begin with oh yeah, there is that factor. Mm-hmm. And Nick on the motorcycle. And, of course, that's a great nod toward The Great Escape and Steve McQueen. Oh, awesome, dude. Yeah. I, yeah. I caught that again today. Like, jumps over the fence and gives a little nod. And I was like, nice. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get your McQueen in there. Because <laughs> there is only one king of cool. The Great Escape, my good sir. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But they're... They're uh, driving the Mercedes. It's like the forerunner of the Unimog. And I realized it's the exact same basic truck they used in all the Indiana Jones movies, like the early ones. Oh, yeah. Not the ones from the 50s, but no. the, yeah. the ones from the 30s. Doing the surfing on the, on the bike is great, too. <laughs> but this is where we find out <laughs> Nigel's a bad guy. Everything goes to shit. Then it gets better. Yeah. Well, the underwater fight scene, I think, is one that really intrigues me. I wonder how difficult that was to film. It looks horrendous. In fact, I'm going to fast forward to that right now. There was even some great dancing in it. Yes. A lot of good footwork. You can tell that, like, in an old shitty pool, like, when they show his feet, like, the paint's kind of peeling up on a steel floor or something. It's It's really interesting. Yeah, it's probably a concrete floor. But the fact they put a bar down there. And it's Western. an old west bar fight underwater. Yes. yes. And we get some bonanza the music. Shand the chandelier even comes down. It comes down. Cards. Yeah. <laughs> Dive into the this, table. The this bartender. Is, this is a scene I've kind of forgotten about a little bit over time. But mm -hmm. every time I watch it, I go, this is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. I, I actually looked for some information on I looked on YouTube today to see if I could find anything about it and I, I couldn't in, in, I ran out of time but I couldn't instantly but yeah what the how long it must have taken to, to film it how they did it because everybody had to have you had to be weighted down they're like walking around underwater um, not to mention like limited air that's the other part is like you know they're truly underwater it looks like um and so uh, I was like, holy crap, that's just, it's A, again, so random. One of the more complicated scenes. It's like a great fight scene in an old West Saloon, but it's all entirely underwater. You're like, good grief. Like, yes. You come out of it, and of course, Hillary's hair is straight back when she's riding oh, the Oh, I love it. It's great. <laughs> you got like the great Bride of Frankenstein stuff going on. Yeah. And her boobs start glowing like E.T. <laughs> <laughs> If only that was real, we would know. Maybe that's what it feels like, but I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know, but it would certainly help. I mean, a good visual reference. We're, we're men. We need visual references. Exactly. Besides keychain holders. True. True. I like oh, yeah, the, 
throwing darts at the airplane too is hilarious. Oh, the, dude, the, I was the French that. logo the on French the plane. French logo and they're, they're all <laughs> throwing fucking darts at it. <laughs> it was just like awesome. And I noticed too, like if that plane doesn't leave by eighteen hundred, blah blah blah. And then so that's you know that's six p.m. That's not that late. And then next thing you know, they're talking about the sun coming up. Like how many hours have they been waiting? <laughs> this is just goes on and on and on. <clears throat> it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and not like the crappy song from the 70s called on and on that goes on. <laughs> now you got that stuck in your head. You are welcome. No, I've got actually I instantly replaced it with Ride On by ACDC. So take you some of that. Sorry. You know, that was the best block I've seen. Thank you. Thank you for your yeah. block. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good block. Thank you. Right, yeah, just, I uh, tried. It's expensive. Yeah, I try to get crappy songs stuck in people's heads. There's a reason I have a very small group of friends. <laughs> That's a good point. That's hilarious. <laughs> Feel free to disagree with me. But... <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. Nobody thinks that about you as far as you know. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they take off, and that's kind of the end of it. And it doesn't need – it's not like a – a drama where you want to know what the beginning and the end really are. You don't want it oh, to just be like the, a chap. Uh, We're getting a chapter out of another book. We get the old school, the end. I think that's the best part about it. Yes. And a movie like this doesn't require a backstory. It doesn't require a forward story. It's just, <laughs> We're lucky this just is what that. it is. Yeah. We're lucky to have as much insanity as we get. <laughs> but i've watched this thing got a million times and it was a great start to val's career yes and, I, and again led... i think about how much faith they put into him to carry this crazy ass movie yeah oh yeah you know i think but that's awesome yeah you know the movie the movie has hit the end so i want to take a little wander off if you will here and we're going to step into our deep tracks and shallow thoughts our music segment and if you like that segment, that's wonderful. If not, you don't have to listen since it's at the end now. So you may leave. You may go think, now. You may go now. We might have to just like sprinkle it back in the middle anyways to be a dick. Oh, we probably will at some point. But this is where it came up today. Now, yesterday I gave you some homework. And we'll dive in from here. I hear a lot, especially from you get on YouTube and you look at the, the music reviewers and they really talk a lot about guitar duos. And you, it's all the normal ones. It's the, the Hetfield and Hammett's, the, you know, Mustaine and, and um, what's his name? Marty Friedman. That's just heavy metal, but it goes on and on. Well, the one they always miss, and I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it, 38 Special. Ah, yes. Don Barnes and Jeff Carlisi are one of the greatest guitar duos to ever come around and people always go oh god i forgot about that <laughs> oh they were one of those bands much like survivor they followed the same kind oh, of yeah. track where they got really big doing some movie soundtracks had a great big string of hits and then suddenly they weren't relevant but when you listen Don Barnes has possibly the most distinct rhythm style out there. He's got great guitar tone, always good kind of uh, rhythm. It's instantly recognizable. And then Jeff has this wonderful, his tone and his fingers work in such a way that it's almost as smooth as a violin the way he plays. It's a beautiful sound. It really is. But they work so good for so long. 
and there's really no replacing that kind of a sound, I don't think. Well, I mean, give me your thoughts. Well, yeah, because you don't even notice it. That's how that's how good it is, and really, unless you're like physically like stopping and like picking it apart, you, you don't even notice. Mm-hmm. But when you do notice it, it kind of changes. But, when, the but song. then when you do, you're like, oh crap, that's a whole different level, um, for sure. I, I think that's the cool part about it is like just how how it changes it, um, how you can. Well, here's how I put it too: you can enjoy it either way knowing that difference and appreciating it or just knowing the song for what it is too i think that's the other cool part about it is it's well, not was... one of these things like oh if you don't understand how these guys like you're not going to love this song like no you can still love the song but then you get that next level or that more appreciation of it and we're like oh dude and then there's that like it's a whole it changes the song up it's like finding cool stuff in the background of these movies almost it's, that same was, sort of same kind of thing, you know. That that was exactly the reason for bringing that up, actually, and I'm glad you brought it up too, because part of the homework was listen to "One Time for Old Times," which is mm-hmm. one of those songs that I kind of passed over when I was younger. But as I came back and and rediscovered the band later, went, this is a really good song. Actually, it's sang by Donnie Van Zant, not Don Barnes. Don mm-hmm. sang all the hits. Donnie sang some of the lesser hits, and they both have fantastic voices, but as you're listening, if you listen through good speakers or through headphones, you're hearing in the background, all of a sudden you start hearing something and go, wait a minute, Jeff is actually basically singing harmony with the singer through his guitar. Yeah. And it's really, it changes the sound of the song. You don't need it to enjoy it, but once you hear it, you never unhear it. Well, that's the thing too, is certain guitarists, when you hear them play, you know who they are without knowing who they are. Like I, like well more of a modern person that slash comes to mind for me oh from without Kansas a doubt like takes you about half a second like slash you know you know who that is by their style and it's the same thing here um you just like hells yeah like nailed yeah. it you know yeah they have their own sound their own style and that was at a time too that was <clears> the <throat> oh tour de force album which is probably their top album Every song on that is really good. That was still at the time where they were still running with two drummers, too. Mm, yeah, that's which, right, which was crazy cool. You can't really hear it if you're a casual listener, but mm-hmm. if you're an educated listener, if you're somebody with a tuned ear, it adds a whole other dimension to the sound. It, it changes oh, dude, everything. Again, completely. how it is, it's like, it's like casual listener, you don't even notice there's two drummers rolling it. But when you mm-hmm. find that and you can tease it apart with your brain, then you're like, holy buckets well it's also one of the things that made the allman brothers so great too yes exactly was that expanded sound so to speak but i really wanted to just make it you know very clear that i think on all these lists of great guitar duos that don barnes and jeff carlisi are really missing on it and i when you bring it up to people they kind of agree they go oh yeah i forgot and it's really sad that some of these guys have been forgotten because they've never been gone they're still out there touring they're doing their thing uh, I even saw, shoot, I saw 38 Special no more than three, four years mm-hmm. ago, and they were still great. And I know oh, it's sure. the one song everybody thinks about, but Hold On Loosely is one of my favorite songs that they've ever done. Just because the opening part, you're like, oh, totally takes you somewhere, dude. I think it's amazing. Well, and that is the perfect, really the perfect distillation of Don Barnes's palm-muted mm-hmm. rhythm style. That was because that was off of the second album, because Donnie Van Zant sang the entire first album. 
and then they realized we have a hit maker here with Don Barnes. Yeah. And that's kind of where it all started from there. And they got that style. They went, okay, this is what we sound like now. It's so cool, dude. Yeah. And on it went. And great. All these. Let's love that song. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hold on loosely. You know, Caught Up in You. Caught Up in You was the mm, first, yeah. the first song that got me really into music. Back in 1982 or 83, in my Christmas stocking, I got the KTEL mixtape. I've talked oh, about yeah. this before, but it's worth it. And that you know, song K-Tel. was on it. And it was like, this was like the greatest song I'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, I got the same thing in my Christmas stocking. And it was the song that caught me on it was the following song off the same album, which was um, You Keep Running Away, which is still one of my favorite oh, yeah. guitar intros of all time. It's just fantastic. But those two songs are actually a continuation of one another. I did not know that either. It's how they, that's how they were written, actually. Caught Up in You First, and then You Keep Running Away comes after that. Oh, that makes and sense. And those were yeah. both from, from Special Forces, which was also a great album. Yes. Caught Up in You is a great song. Oh, yeah. All those songs are just yeah. so yeah, iconic. Be- You're going to be listening to 38 Special all damn day, and you are welcome. Dude, you totally nailed it. I'm like, right now i'm like on the itunes like oh yeah here we got mark dumb yeah so uh-huh now that i've made you listen to one time for old times twice in the last week you dick yeah <laughs> but that this is why i always go back years later and revisit bands i haven't listened to for a long time because i always find gems like that song that i've overlooked the first time well yeah and we've talked about this with movies and and music a lot as you're your experiences change, your tastes change, your, I think your way of looking and analyzing things for me anyways, always is changing and, and I don't want to say really morphing, but I, I think, you know, evolving maybe to a degree where you just see different things, you appreciate different experiences. And that's, that is the great thing about both music and movies is you're going to appreciate different things throughout it. And when you watch it, or you're going to appreciate different styles even now, instead of, we talked about this just the other day about music. We're like, yeah, you know, some stuff I'm like, ah, I'm kind of over it and done it, but I'm really like exploring new things or circling back. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Um, I I know. And, <laughs> and I forgive you. <laughs> that one wasn't intentional. Uh, sometimes I say it and I don't mean to. And it really makes me mad. But, um, you know, just to come back and revisit some of these things, you're like, oh, dude, now I'm seeing what, what's going on. Now I get I, it. I just get it now or it means something different this time. Yeah. When I heard it based on something that's I've done or seen or happened or talked. So I think that's the cool thing about both. And and people are sometimes like, well, why do you guys talk about music so much? Because music and movies are really parallel to each other a lot it's, of times with it is the memories biggest, and, and influences and everything. Is If you ask me, it's the biggest overlapping Venn diagram you can mm. possibly come up with. A dynamite Venn diagram reference. Thank you. Two. Too affirmative. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it when that happens. <laughs> and for those of you who didn't get what I just said, I don't care, but that's fine. That was for Cody. Go watch vacation. hundred percent for Cody when I did that. So thank you. <laughs> but I but I meant it too as well. Like absolutely. Those that's a great point. Um and then they often and then you think about the magic of soundtracks that go with some movies, and that's when it's just like a whole different level again. And, and I think I even brought this up in our last conversation, but I think it should come out here on the show. 
you're right. Music score is everything in a movie because I'm going to give you the perfect example. Picture Star Wars, if you will. Yeah. With the Danny Elfman score. Yeah. It's not the same movie. It's different. You'd never watch it. No, you wouldn't because Danny's got a totally different style uh, than John Williams. That, that yeah. works for the things that he does. Yes. hundred percent. It is that but you have to, kind of thing, but. But knowing your audience is, is a very, very big thing. But our, you're right about our, our tastes do change over the years. And when we go back and revisit, we do find those gems because of the change in our taste, the change in maybe the evolution of our palate with, mm -hmm. with um, maturity. I know that's a weird thing to For, say, but it's, some would say age. Yeah. Well, we, we're getting yeah. older. We're not maturing. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I totally that's agree. actually very um, true because we started, I, I watched the television show Bosch and then I recommended mm -hmm. it to you and you got to admit, all that great jazz in there is Dude, just totally. so yeah. mood setting. Am I correct? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And, and I like jazz these days. Now, when I was a kid, I wouldn't have. No, no, because I think jazz is about the it's about the space and the time as, as opposed to the notes. I said, and I just finding a groove and a feel. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah, here like, we are. It's so, that tone, so to speak. So, but, but one one quick thing too, I wanted to comment on about soundtracks and movies and stuff and it, it probably some roll some eyes but like i really appreciate how tarantino takes songs that aren't necessarily of the era and puts them with his movies god i, I love think that. he's one of one of the best people about using songs or music to fit the tone of his movie i think it's it's amazing and some people really, really pisses off because of how he mixes stuff back and forth but i think I it's one of the things that really brings his movies together yeah, I don't really care what those people think. Yeah, they can go pound sand. Um, every but... last one of them. It's <laughs> every like... last grain. Right up the old chocolate whiz wear. Yeah, it's like, people, oh, bluegrass sucks. Well, there's actually more talented musicians in that than there oh. are probably in most genres. So you just have to understand good is good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's if you've the not listened to some of uh, Sturgill Simpson, he's done that with a couple albums where he'll take, he's got his regular music two albums now or at least one completely and the second one's sort of a story album but he just he did a whole entire album in bluegrass yeah which but what's his not regular to love. it's really cool yeah and his latest one he does about like a that's a full story album like akin to the redheaded stranger uh it's amazing it isn't that just cool when you find those kind of gems i know Dude. i know yeah. it's roughly 10 years ago i was at the rfd tv headquarters in nashville and they didn't have enough people for the Marty Stewart show in the crowd. So I got to go sit in there. I oh, can cool. tell you, I developed an entirely new mm -hmm. appreciation for the mandolin. And I will say without any reservation at all, that I think Marty Stewart is the greatest living mandolin player mm. ever. He's good. Yeah. And, and, that, and his hair is even more impressive in person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just got to say it is. <clears throat> Puffed up. It, I, I I almost feel like a dodgeball reference here. You I know, I think it has its own zip code, probably, and there is more than one Feathered Sydney fan that's beautiful. probably uh, succumbed to its wishes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but well, we dived into deep tracks. I think probably about as far as we need to go today. But definitely go out and listen to some Thirty Eight Special and see what I'm talking about. The dynamic between Don and Jeff is absolutely unreal. Those guys definitely were brothers. 
Yeah. It's awesome. Musical Brothers, it's so worth it. And it should make you feel good because 38 Special is Dude, just a feel-good band. I completely agree. Like, that's mm-hmm. so those, some of those songs you're, like, instantly like, hell yeah! Like, it's... I should probably change... Like, Hold On Loosely should probably be one of my alarm songs that wakes me up in the morning if I, I thought, ever... If I need I thought, an alarm. Yeah, I thought Shine was your... It is, too. The Wayland song. It is. I rotate it around, but oh, it's a God, great one, too. Song. Yeah. Yeah, I do love that song. But I mean, it's it's just music to make you feel good. And truth is, if you don't like 38 Special or you're offended by 38 Special because it's a gun reference, pound sand, <laughs> you don't deserve this kind of music. I'm sorry. I don't know why that's so funny to me, but if you don't like 38 Special or if you're offended by 38 Special, like <clears throat> I'm just laughing at somebody being offended by a band. So but it's not you necessarily know- that band, but yes. But, you know, there are people looking for things to be offended at who are going to look at that and go, oh, there's something I can get offended at and play victim. Well, congratulations to you and enjoy that. Yes, Mm. now you may kindly fuck off. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You may go now as well. Yes, you see where I'm pointing right there? That is off. I believe you know what to do from here. (laughs) Take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but with that, I think we're going to get going. We're glad to be back. I hope we weren't too rough. We've been trying to sweep the cobwebs out. It's been, God, more fun than I've had in a long time, which it's, really says something I'm about the kind of life I live. So, so sorry. We'll work on that between <laughs> now and then. But uh, oh. Yeah, which I think um, if we're going to just throw it out there and commit to it now as well, I think the next one we should probably do is Real Genius, as that is chronologically the next one in uh, Val's yes. career. So yes, besides, I um, there is an ABC after school special called One Too Many, uh, but I probably will probably just should skip to Real Genius instead. So. I think we can probably <laughs> safely skip over that one and go to Real Genius because it's <laughs> it's Real Genius and there's a wonderful Napoleon Dynamite tie in with Real Genius, which we'll get to at that time. Ah, yes. Yeah. And but, One Too Many, I just read the synopsis. We don't want to talk about it anyways. Yeah, so, I don't think yeah. we need to do that. But <clears throat> it does uh, have Michelle Pfeiffer in it, though. Hold on, we might have spoke too soon. <laughs> wait, we might <laughs> wait, add something here. Wait, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this offline. But anyways, yeah, I think Real Genius will be uh, that's 1985, Chris Knight. So I think that. Oh yes, be, it's again it's be great and Kent, huge influence on our smartass attitude for sure. Yeah, it, it is gone. So yeah, uh. <laughs> there's so many good lines out of that that we oh. use. Uh, we want to. We also want to hear from you guys. See if you want any changes yes. made, or see if anything that annoys you, so we can reply. Yeah, so changes and, made. Yeah, which yeah, we'll think right. Yeah. <laughs> but it is hateitpodcast at gmail.com. I did not follow you it up this time. Correct. Correct. You are correct, sir. Yes. Well done. And Rumpf. with Rumpf. that, I think I'm going to get the shirt that says "Damn, I'm good." I think you deserved it. You yeah, I it. used to have the coffee mug, but I lost it somewhere. Well, that wasn't very good, was it? Oh, no. I wasn't. <laughs> clearly was not that good that day. hey Or at least Maybe somebody else just, just thought it was gooder than you, so they took it. I think that's I, what happened. Actually, my ex-wife <clears throat> might still have it. I don't know. <laughs> that's the only place I can think of where it disappeared to. Worthy. Yes, I like it. <laughs> hey, that's that's perfectly fine. I hope she enjoys the hell out of it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Well, folks, thanks for joining in. Micah, it has been more fun than I can possibly tell you. Um, That's what and, you said. And thank and Coke, too. I really appreciate it. Uh, great movie. You had a great time talking through it. Great well, music segment, I think, was awesome this week, too. So We took too no, long. Thanks. 
Yeah. We took well, too long. Some things are waiting hope, for. Oh, I hope you bastards missed us. Exactly. So get and you some of that. If you didn't, well, this <laughs> is going to annoy you even more, which actually makes me even happier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but with that, we are going to get going. Please join us next time where we're going to talk about real genius. And until then, have a good one. And we'll talk to you later. Later, Gators.